0: That's Onisian. not quite Onesian. <laughs> this podcast is a certified hood classic. That's true. That's Correct. True. Correct. <laughs> so
1: we're just going to do this whole episode. It's just going to be soundboard.
0: Yeah. No, if we, you we let found... me do that, Don, I will. Don't. Uh, don't. I I'm going to ask you to not because it is It is a very fine line between semi-professional, often fungicational <laughs> podcast hosts to... Early morning, morning radio DJ. shock jock uh, DJs, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. Take off your shirts, ladies. <laughs> no, you swipe up. It's not swipe, happening. swipe away. <laughs>
2: I don't have that functionality.
1: <laughs> uh, did you see that? There's a new adventure zone started where Justin is the DM. Although it's not Dungeons and Dragons, it's. Mm-mm,
2: I did yeah. not. I yep. haven't been paying attention to the indie stuff really, except for our, you know, my home game, games. Mm-hmm. I've been, uh, you know, fucking tired. Uh, Y'all don't know what I do in this studio when you're not here. Mm-hmm. I eh. take a cord and do
1: auto-erotic asphyxiation.
0: It's it's actually v- incredibly erotic ASMR.
1: <laughs> I hate ASMR. I hate it with so a passion. Is
0: everybody. No, apparently not. There's there's money in it. <laughs> we we are gonna have a conversation. <laughs> so you hit the little square button that's, get, da- that's down in the bottom, and fired then you swipe away podcast. on the on the on the button app.
1: That's a lot of nuts. Um, <laughs> I got myself
2: checked <laughs> up I'm doing a shock
0: jock episode one of no, these days. Of you these don't days, fucking we know. Will, we will do a shock jock episode, but it has to be satirical. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: oh, there's no other way to do shock jock. Uh, correct. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, everybody, welcome to the show. Um, We're going to take things, this is the midweek, you'll know, because it's in the middle of the week when you hear it. I'm out of it. Um, We're going to take a different tack this
2: week. No, dude, that was exactly the comedy I like, and it's why comedy movies that I like are never popular.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been a while since we've done one of these, Um, but uh, most of you know, if you've done your homework, that we live in the Florida area. So this past week we had a
2: hurricane come through for the for our coast, I want to make it clear the hurricane uh, was over. By yeah it's the a hurricane got to us.
0: by the so the hurricane was terrible, and anyone who was legitimately affected by that yeah. hurricane. West
2: Coast of Florida hearts,
0: minds, thoughts, yeah. prayers, yeah, all that shit. whatever the fuck. however. We live on the northeast coast of Florida. I live in the, fucking Georgia, By the time yeah. Ian got to my house here, where we have our studio, uh, Ian was a little bitch. Yeah. It was barely even a tropical storm anymore. I literally
2: got two days off of work because they closed the bridge onto where I work, Yeah, and I just played Fortnite the whole time.
0: Oh, yeah. Guess who still had to work? Yeah, well... Well, that's the bitch of work from home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the hurricane quote-unquote, hurricane. Ian was such a little bitch by the time that Ian got here that uh, we have, like, some little flyers on the outside of our door. It worked, Oh, yeah, no, we did right? not lose one. They <laughs> did
2: not blow away. They did not get soaked. I don't know what the West Coast did to him, but they fucked dude, him up.
0: Dude, West Coast Florida showed Ian what for. By the time <laughs> he got here, he had nothing Ian left in him. Showed Ian what
2: for? <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> Are you a mid 19th century pugilist?
0: The west coast Florida really showed E and what for?
2: <laughs> I love
1: it. I just I love the fact it was it was more stormy and rainy before it got to us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. By the time it got to us, the sun had come out and I'm like, "Okay."
0: But yeah, yeah that entire
1: got- day I'm sitting there working and every time the lights would flicker, you know, that little ray of hope Usually, usually I'd get pissed off if the power flickered. Yeah, but the power flickered. I'm like, huh. Never lost power. Nope, not once.
0: We lost it for like an hour,
1: but because of the storm and because of some other personal uh, things that have happened uh, that we're not going to get into, um, we're going to do another mental health uh, check episode uh, where we just discuss how um, how everybody's doing mentally. And, uh,
0: believe it or not, there are some things that we actually do keep private, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> away from the microphones, Yeah, that may um, surprise some of you, being that I have, in fact, changed pants on the show before.
1: He's done it one time, and when he did, well, they stood up on their own, so...
0: It, no, yeah. no, my cum towel in the bathroom stands up on its own, uh, but... See, I just do it in the shower. Yeah, I usually just them. avoid it when I go yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's <talk laughs> <a few laughs> if, you, if you knock it over, it'll shatter. <laughs> <laughs> like it's <laughs>
2: fucking frozen. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that would be a shitty superpower. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God damn it.
1: But uh, I saw a thing, and this is another thing that made me want to kind of talk about it today. Maybe we're going to talk more about men's... Uh, mental health because i saw a a video on tiktok it was one of those duets where you know someone says you know name something or say something that blah 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 i'll go first and it was name something that sounds or give a quote that sounds normal unless it comes from a
2: man and the person i I follow oh before you even say anything i do want to acknowledge that i don't like most of those ones but boy oh boy some of those men's mental health ones Fucking hit home. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, because it's something we're just kind of starting as a society to address. Yeah. Because uh, it's, you know, a, a lot of us are trying to yeah. overcome, you know, we had a big toxic masculinity conversation. And since then, I would hope that a none, lot of our, of- none of our fans would. Would come at me like, "Oh, you want to talk about men's
2: mental health? Like, I might be non-binary, but that is a very recent discovery, and you were there for that
0: journey. I was <laughs> raised as a boy, so like, yeah. I get it." Right. Well, it's we've 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 opened a dialogue since then, and a lot of us are coming a long way since then. Yeah. But sorry, go ahead. But no,
1: the the, the guy that I, I follow, he he talks about men's. He said that the comment that he said was that would sound normal unless it's coming from a man. Is I'm not doing well, and I need help. And, you know, and yeah, you know, I got right. this
2: really uncomfortable about saying it, you know? Yeah.
1: Right. So, you know, you take that and you take something like, and I, and I know it's it's been a year now, but, you know, something like Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was really, I mean...
0: That was huge for a lot of people. Yeah, a
1: lot of a lot of men that can see that. Okay, yeah. Granted, Bo's not the most masculine of men.
0: What? <laughs> no, the guy who did a joke where he, his dad said that he's too effeminate, and he goes, "Really, Dad? Prove it!" and throws glitter in the air. Yeah, that guy is not the epitome of masculinity. Yeah, but the I'm, skinny I'm... white theater kid. No, <laughs> you sure? Shit. But I mean, I'm just I'm, I think that that
1: it's it's starting. People are starting to talk more about it.
2: Right. And one of the things I love most about the thing you just said uh-huh. is that it made me think of many of the Rockies that I yes. have seen on the stage. The oh, theater. yeah. Dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that he's going to make you a man.
0: I t- <laughs> <coughs> dude, I was Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tell me about it. I know.
2: Yeah, it was you and my brother-in-law and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. it
0: wasn't me. Dude, Chris is hot, though.
2: Chris is pretty cute. Like, you, you know, she, Chris is, hot. she picked well. She did she good. Did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to Jesse and Chris. I don't even know if they <laughs> even listen to the podcast. Oh. Then screw you guys. Um, <laughs> I don't want
2: to listen to you anyways. Um, By the way, if you're in New York and you're looking for an artist to come sing at your thing, fucking hire my sister. You'll find her. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like there's many people living in new york city <laughs> who are trying to make it as a singer that's why i'm giving her a little bit of you know what i'm saying her name is jesse and she looks like me which you don't know what i look like <laughs> so she's bald uh sometimes maybe <laughs> she was for a little bit wasn't she i'm pretty sure she had very short hair for a little yeah, while yeah, yeah. You guys Anyway, she's me. brown and she's new to New York, so fucking hire her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she's got a cute white husband. He's got long hair. I don't He's know, what real tell you. cute.
1: Stop looking at me.
0: You guys talk too. I'm- yeah, I yeah, but we're, we're, we're done with our bits for a long time. <laughs> when, when we finish bits, we look back to you to continue the the the, the 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 real the, the real shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I I <sighs> Figured people, other guys, would have something to say about this.
0: Oh, so I I will, I will muse on what it has meant for me in the past handful of years to overcome. Like I mentioned before, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick on the topic of um, toxic masculinity, especially because, like, what what you said about um, people seeing Bo Burnham inside, and mind you, you know, it is very, it's it's theatrical, and it's not. A hundred percent, the most authentic view of somebody going through terrible mental health. Right, but it is it is art depicting his his mental health and right. a lot of his you know ups and downs. Because well, like he he Speaking talks about mental in, health. I fucking went out for a second there. What are we talking about? What Bo Burnham's inside? Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a point in it where. A lot of people have been fans of Bo Burnham for a long time, yeah. and we all know him as Bo Burnham. He refers to himself multiple times throughout inside as Robert, right. his real legal name, Yeah, and he's never done that before yeah. in his stand-up. At all in any of his projects. He is never he's always credited on everything as Bo Burnham because that's his stage name. Mm. So the fact that he openly referred to himself by his legal name, it's almost like he does have this separation between the persona of Bo and the real person, Robert, who really does have mental health struggles. And he's openly talking about them through the lens of his art. So for a lot of people who have been familiar with him for a long time, and a lot of people who haven't, because a lot of people you know, jumped on the Bo Burnham train when Inside came out. I just, because
1: I didn't know about. I mean, I knew about him, but I just thought he was another like singing comedian. No, nah, right? He was, yeah, no, he, he, he was. Yeah, very good.
0: Truly, like I mean, he makes a joke about it himself because he's so fucking. He, he's a very self aware person. Um, he kind of like mockingly uh, jokes at himself um about his challenges to the form he challenges the form of stand-up comedy which he absolutely does right but a lot of people seeing that that this is this is a man who is depicting through art his own struggles with mental health and particularly in terms of isolationism and you know mostly with regards to the pandemic because yeah. everybody spent a year inside or and, more yeah exactly. Or less if you're fucking stupid. Or essential. <laughs> or Florida <laughs> uh-huh. um. essential. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's, I'll I'll go on a whole another fucking tangent about that essential bullshit later. But that that's on a workers' rights episode. This is a mental health episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll talk about how we need to form retail unions in the this U.S. This machine later, punches but... scabs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But the first, the first thing that I consciously like listened and how I found Bo Burnham again, because I used to listen to like comedy, like Pandora comedy
0: channels, sure, sure,
1: and a song of his would come on once in a while. And was like, it it's...
0: from the perspective of God? No. Oh, no. damn! That would have been the one that I would have guessed you would have caught on to. No, first. The,
1: no, the one, the very first one that I listened to that I was like, oh my god, this song speaks to me, was a TikTok video uh-huh. where someone was lip syncing to the song "Shit."
0: Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I heard that, and I was like, who the fuck? I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is it? And I went and found, I was like, oh, it's Bo Burnham. And I started I started watching videos of his, and I saw, like, the thing. I found out that he was on that, uh, was it not, maybe what, not what, uh. Yeah. What words, was... words, words, or what? No, there was a, the the next or... one. Make happy. make happy, make happy, Yeah, that's yeah. the first one, the first full special that I saw.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. I was. That's a good one. I usually when I'm telling someone to watch Inside, I'm like, yeah. no, 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 please don't just dive straight <laughs> headfirst into Inside uh, because I... that is literally like inside of Robert's head. Yeah. You don't want to do that first. Watch Make Happy. Understand what his stand-up actually is. Make and happy watch is the best one to do first for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because it was his best stand-up, and some I, of his old jokes did not. Yeah, I did the them best. in order.
2: Um, but I will say I have not yet watched Inside.
0: You, you, you got. It. I mean, wait, wait, wait till you're at a good,
2: pl- good That's place why. to watch. <laughs> it's not only that, but like, I got kind of annoyed at everybody, everybody being like, "No, man, you you don't understand." It's like he's so. Like, it's so deep about his own mental health, and it's like, yeah, but I also struggle with some of that stuff, so I already fucking knew that that's really what was happening behind the scenes. Right. So, like... I don't necessarily want to see that happen right now it's, in this time in my yeah.
0: life. You catch a glimpse of it. I'm going to turn this into a, a Bo bird Yeah, broadcast. we're just going to suck Bo um, and stick the whole episode a, now. Please. I mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can see the glimpse of it at the end of... But I mean, th- this does play play into the the mental health the, aspect, yeah, too. Yeah, the, the Kanye rant. Yeah, and yeah and so that's what yeah. I was... You, what see I was see it, you see it big time there because he has that monologue that he does right before the Kanye rant, and you're like, oh... Whoa. Yeah, that is a perspective. Living that your I life have without an audience you needed to hear. Yeah. And then he we t- say to our podcast listeners. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I, I fucking know. But then he he does the Kanye rant, which is hilarious. Oh, these people, they're not real to me. I know some of them <laughs> in real life. And when
2: the context of them being an audience, they have always been and always shall remain a faceless mass of me's,
0: basically. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Nintendo me. But then where you really get the glimpse of it in make happy was at the end after, after the Kanye rant, which is incredible. Um, there's like credits roll, I believe for a second. Mm. And then he does, are you, happy? are you happy? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just him and his piano in that, in the same room right. where he filmed inside. Cause that's like his home studio. Which, did you know that was the nightmare on Elm street house? Yes. Yeah. You told me and yeah. I shat several bricks <laughs> Because that's fucking
1: awesome, dude. But So we sat down, because Brandon knew about Bo Burnham. Because of course he did. Yeah, 17-year-old kid. But Cindy didn't, and I just thought we were going to watch a comedy show.
0: <laughs> and you know, for the most part, yeah. And then the
1: Kanye rant comes on, and then he makes the line about, come and watch the skinny kid with a steadily, steadily declining, declining mental, mental health. health. Watch as like,
0: he attempts to give you what he cannot give yeah, himself. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh,
1: fuck, okay, so we're going here now. Okay. (laughs) Uh He will give
0: you that that whiplash. Yeah,
1: almost every song. Like, even from God's perspective. Yes. I'm sitting there laughing my ass off. No one
0: entertains the fact that maybe God does not believe in you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, uh, (laughs) repeat
1: stuff. Have you seen the video for repeat stuff? Yeah,
0: oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, but But then 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 he's, like, eating eating someone's heart at the end. It's like, oh, my God. But um, (laughs) Just to give the Illuminati conspiracy theory people something to work with. But here's
1: something I found out recently. You know how everything he does on stage is like literally timed to the exact point. Yes. Everything he does yeah. not. That's why he hates Eckler. Well, because so he,
0: he is a theater kid. Right. Uh, he he is he is he he's a jack of all trades artist. Right. Truly, he knows everything about what he is going to do on stage in advance. Right. He's it very exact.
1: But during the Kanye rant, you know, when he says, I don't think that I can handle this right now. And he does the, ho. Oh, yeah, there was two of those that were scripted. Uh-huh. He did a third one. And it was because he was actually losing it on stage at that time. And the, the people in the control room, they, locked, they didn't know what to do because he had gone off script. But he was actually oh. breaking down during that performance. Which one? during the Kanye rant mm-hmm. at the yeah, end
0: on the, the live recorded one. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He actually started to
0: lose it. Well, cause that was, uh, I want to say one of, if not the very last live yeah. performance that he did, I think he, he toured make happy after that came out. And that was when he talks about it in, um, Inside. uh, yeah, he, he, you want to, you want to hear a joke. Yeah. And he does like the only bit that's like even moderately close to his actual stand-up, where he talks about how he had to stop doing live shows because he was having emotional breakdowns on stage. Right.
2: I had to stop working for a while because I was having emotional breakdowns like every single day. Yeah, like that shit was insane. I was working in a factory, and literally like in a in like a metal roofing company, mm-hmm. and that shit. I don't know. It was like around the same time every fucking day i'd get to work i'd do a little bit of work a few hours and then right before right after lunch i would start just shaking Mm -hmm. and just have and then i would it would be over from that time like i'd have to sit in the parking lot and just have very long panic attacks and then just drive
0: home yeah when i worked at cvs there were um so like back in the break room we had three special trash cans, and they were for like confidential things, so they were locked. Right, but they were back there, right next to the little like picnic table type thing we had in the break room where we ate. And every single one of those trash cans has a dent in it, exactly the size of my Doc Martens, mm-hmm. because I just i I would be back there trying to take my ten minutes away from work just to shove a bowl of Easy Mac in my face real quick mm-hmm. and get called to the pharmacy and the front of the store at the exact same time. Yep. <clears throat> and it's I, I'm like, well, the only thing I can do to prevent a breakdown at this moment is put another dent in this confidential <laughs> waste bin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it bees like that, man. It really does. Like, And I mean, I, I try not to you know, physically take out aggression anymore, but it was it was the only thing that I had in that moment where I'm like, I'm going to hurt something that I can't actually hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the, and
1: I don't understand, going, but going back to the, the the men's mental health, my dad was not the kind of dad that if you got hurt, he'd be like, oh, suck it up, rub some dirt in it and walk right. out. He wasn't like that. He cared. I mean, he... Yeah. But it's, I guess, almost... Like an ingrained thing mm-hmm. that men, even if even if you're not nurtured with that, it's still somewhere in there that I'm a man. I can't, you know, no. That's
2: societal. I was gonna say that's the difference between societal and familial. Like, yes, for me, my dad was that kind of dad. Like, oh man, my dad, my dad, I sprained my ankle. Well, get up, you got another one. That type of shit. That yeah. was that's still kind of my dad a little bit, but like, it is like. There's the difference between that and the societal expectation, and the societal expectation is the one that really hits hard, because you can disregard what your parents say all day, every day. You learn that as soon as you hit about 15, Mm -hmm. and then like, I don't know, it's like, but society is also looking at you like, well, you're a man, aren't you? You hurt yourself? Oh, boo-hoo, suck it up, pussy, and you're like, well... Fuck, I guess.
0: And that's so I wanna mention and that. That's too. On everything.
2: That's on physical,
0: mental health, yes. like everything. Like so like your your dad not being that kind of, you know, toxic masculinity oriented I of, will,
2: I'm so sorry, no, but
0: go ahead. I will say
2: that my dad that, I mean like he was stellar in a lot of other areas, but he was still like a masculine man that was raised in the fucking sixties and seventies. Right. Right. Like
0: it's so you know my my parents also were were not they weren't like that where it was toxic like oh you're hurt walk it off fuck off you're fine. They they weren't like that.
2: Motown 70s by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and you said your dad wasn't either. And I think that's why in adulthood we have been able to put that why it's been easier for us than other people to put that that level of toxic masculinity aside. Right. Right. Because it's when, when you have parents who are willing to hear you, you un, you understand that even though there's all of this societal pressure to quote unquote be a man, as society defines you must isn't be the swift only as way. A
2: coursing river. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that song is indicative of societal norms. Right. <laughs> There is – when you have that familial backing to tell you, like, no, actually, it is okay for you to feel feelings as a man and express them, it's easier to learn healthier ways to do that when you have a positive familial influence in that regard. Whereas – you know, some it, it's a lot harder to break that cycle when you have both societal pressure and familial pressure to I'm going to keep I'm going to continuously use the phrase quote unquote be a man, but I'm not going to give it the quotes anymore. You know what I mean when I say be a man. It's I'm using it ironically. Well, um, you're using it
2: for emphasis,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. It's you. You get what I'm going for with yeah. it at this point. I've put it in quotations enough time, but. Like I said, because you had a positive familial influence on that, as did I, um, it's easier to overcome the societal influence of it. And I, I think that's a good thing. True. And I think the the more people are learning that as you go, the the more we will see a, a positive. Know, uptick in men's mental health and being willing to seek help for mental health. Like I have a therapist and stuff, but man, that is something that I still struggle with. Like I oh, don't me too. reach out. No, no I don't. Me the, the most I, don't... I
2: do is like, do you want to hang out? And then if if somebody's like, nah, not today. I'm like, all right, cool. And then and usually it's cool. Some days though, it's like, well, fuck, I I'm not gonna go to sleep yet. What am I gonna do for right. the rest of
0: forever it feels
2: like <laughs> like
0: right, exactly
2: <laughs>
1: but then you know and we've discussed you know mental health facilities and we discussed the Bethlehem episode a long time ago now god it's been so long um that you would think um that facilities like that have gotten better and over the past week i have been introduced to the fact that no they're not better that they're literally prisons with people who won't beat you um usually looking out out for you
2: no Um, i meant usually won't beat
1: you yeah i know like it's it's but they're supposed to be taking care of you whereas in a prison they're just watching you
2: bro i literally have been in uh one of the places that i was in um i will say baptist facilities were better and their staff were great Mm -hmm. but like like, Baptist is one of those places where, like, a school that has good teachers, it's not their fault that the school is built yeah, like a prison. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not their fault that that happened. But, like, they're doing their best, but it still was bad. Right. But I went to somewhere in Waycross. I can't even fucking remember where it is, but, like, or what, what it's called. But it was, uh, <clears throat> they had a room. And I feel like I've said this to Josh before cuz Cat had a similar experience I think. Yeah. Was that what we were talking about? Yeah, where there was a room with like an old school like a bed with restraints. Yeah. And the bed with restraints was one of those like a uh, like a swivel to stand up kind of thing. And it was facing a door with a window in it that you could just look through. Right. Just out. And they would I Fortunately, did not see anybody put into it when I was there, but like, it it, the room saw use, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In this modern day and age, they basically put you on display for everyone else as like an example or
0: some Mm. shit. Yeah. And that's, so, I'm going to take it back again to familial influence increasing, Uh, positive familial influence influence increasing I think that that will sorry I think that that in the in the long run will this is me being hopeful but I think that it will help mental health facilities improve because <laughs> the larger society is becoming aware of it now right well I, I don't even think that's hopeful that's just inevitable. And see, I, I like to think... And see, me thinking that that's inevitable, I think might be me being optimistic. Mm, because... I don't think that... I, Because I'm not an
2: optimist at all. Even a little bit. But, like... Yeah. That's one of those human things where you've we've seen society do that over and over again. What I mean by inevitable, too, is... Assuming we don't blow ourselves up or otherwise end the planet, yeah, it is inevitable that society will trend towards treating people better as it gets more prosperous, regardless of the you know, if you put despots in charge, the chance that you get destroyed by yourselves or somebody else goes up. Mm-hmm. But, like,
0: and that's given that we don't hit a cultural reset that puts us backwards, exactly. And that could be anything that could be political, that could be that's
2: also, but it would be like. An almost apocalyptic scenario to have happen. And I don't, and like political apocalypse not being the same as an actual apocalypse. Sure, sure, sure. But like, either way, it would take something very big. Right. Like, for example, if say. The return of fascism? Well, I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, I was just going to say, for just as a wild example, if like one political house that was way to the fascism side of the line was like suddenly in charge of the lawmaking and also uh, judicial branches of our oh, government, you know? God,
0: we don't have anything like that. I'm <laughs> glad we
2: don't have anything that we can compare that to at oh, oh, all. Yeah. Like, God. even if our, like, if, even, let's just say, even if the left in our country was, like, way farther to the right than a lot of countries, most of them actually. That'd be like, wild. That would be crazy to think, yeah, right? Uh-huh. You yeah. know? But like, it would if be we crazy live, if what
0: America considers the far left was what the rest of the world considers center. Oof. Woof! <laughs> It, I would hate know, to go that far. I would, that would hate be terrible. to go
2: that far, but, like, that's just a wild example I've pulled from my head. <laughs> but, like, um, if we live through I something that hurts. like that, if we, if we make it through something like that and get to the other side, like, society... People, as you get smarter, you generally get more compassionate because you can generally understand the perspective of more types of people. And, like... Society is only getting smarter like people are only getting smarter we're smarter and we are as a group than the people who came like I don't know it's like fifteen or twenty years before the us and so yeah. on and so forth but that goes in the other direction too by the I've, time I'm fifty or sixty the teenagers will be way smarter than me
0: dude uh, teenagers are getting incredibly they're already faster. emotionally intelligent yeah. this is what I'm saying gen Z Amazes me in humans mastered negative, critical but thinking but in our ways. parents'
2: generation, yeah. and now we're going to emotional uh, health and intelligence. Yes, yeah, we're, no, exactly. we're self That's evolving great, for that.
0: Yes, we are. I think, and I've sorry, I I no, right, do this before sure. it leaves my head. I've never been a fan of love George Carlin. May we never forget the man? Absolutely brilliant. Quite probably the best stand up comedian of all time love George Carlin I've n- n- we can debate it later but I'm just <laughs> thinking
2: I, it's just anytime somebody says the best I just start thinking of my own oh for thing. sure for yeah. sure for
0: sure and I know that you want to talk about Richard Pryor but I,
2: I thought of him but I don't think he's better than George Carlin see I was thinking Bill Hicks
0: eh, I'm iffy on Bill Hicks but um, I'm, I'm George Carlin has that famous joke or maybe I'm be. mixing it up with somebody else and please cut this if I'm about to embarrass myself but he has that joke where he's like, think about how smart or how stupid the average person is. And then realize that 50% of them are dumber than that. Yeah, that was George mm-hmm. That's George mm-hmm. Carl I thought so. Mm-hmm. Thank God. A lot of other comedians <laughs> have done very similar things. Right. Black, well, because Higgs, yeah, people, of... people fucking love ripping off mm-hmm. up comedians are. Notorious for ripping off other stand-up comedians.
2: Well, also,
0: observational comedy can only observe so many fucking things. Right. Right. (laughs) There's only so many things to observe in an era. But I've never been a fan of that kind of pessimism. Me neither. Because there isn't that, and that is pessimism to me. George Carlin was frequently a rather pessimistic individual when it came to Society as a whole and it's very easy to see I how I love it because I used to be like that <laughs> right exactly me too especially I'm... when I was younger but it's society is on almost every level improving we are getting better but Even if it's little by little at the same time you've got these people
2: who are trying to take us backwards. They're not trying to take us backwards. What they're trying to do is maintain power. And the easiest way to do that is to sow discord and do regressive shit. So, right. like, if we don't allow that to happen as a society, like, regardless of the law, fuck the law. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, wait. No, you didn't. You heard it a long time ago from someone much darker than me. But, like, it really <laughs> fuck the law. Because... The law has nothing to do with morality. This is why I love D&D because D&D can teach you things like order and chaos are not the same things as good and evil. No. Right. Complete order is just as bad as complete chaos. Right. That's why I think the Assassin's Creed games are I, so I, I, interesting. I, you beat me to it. Not because I think that the assassins are for Um, the good side, but because I think it's weird that for the for like ninety eight percent of the games you play as an assassin, and they are literally an order that is dedicated to chaos and anarchy, like it is not not political anarchy, anarchy, like for real societal anarchy, like everything is permitted and nothing is true. That's not regular anarchy. No, they have
0: their own creed. Right.
2: That's the name. (laughs) It's in the name. (laughs) Don (laughs) pointed. (laughs) He he said it. He said the thing. But, like, it's it's interesting to me that in the games, it is presented as if that type of chaos is the better thing to have. And, like, it's just wild that you never play really from the other perspective. And that the, the one time you do, you don't even know that's what you're doing until
0: much later. I think that's the beauty of that, right? The fact that you didn't know you play through this whole section where you're like, "Oh, I seem to understand this guy and his motives." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, this is exactly what an assassin would be doing, right? And then you get up to the point where you're meeting with all these people, and they do the Templar oath mm-hmm. together.
1: Assassin's Creed Three is what they're talking about, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and then suddenly, Paytham
0: Kinway. Mm-hmm. He was the he was the Grand Master of the yeah. Templar Order for a while.
2: Here's the real crazy beauty of that one, and 3 isn't even the best Assassin's Creed, but the story is fucking excellent for that Mm -hmm. game. The best part about it is that after the first time they do that oath, you still play as that character for a
0: significant portion of that game. Mm -hmm. And then you hit that big reveal where you're like, whoa, 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 wait. I understood this character, I understood his motivations, I agreed with a lot of the things that he said, and now I'm finding out that this is who I'm supposed to believe now is I'm, the big bad.
2: I'm playing as the villain of not only the series as far as Templars go, but I'm playing as the fucking villain yeah. of the game. Well, right. That's also what they did with uh, Rogue.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: You you play as a Templar all the way through
1: Rogue. Well, no, you start as an assassin. Oh, do you? And you end up in, um, you have to find this item and it causes a massive earth. It was an earthquake in Italy. I forget the name of it. An actual earthquake that actually happened. You're the cause of it. And it's because the assassins sent you to get this artifact and it caused the earthquake. I do remember that. And you realize that the assassins.
0: I was bummed out because the beginning of that game was like really cool. And then the rest of it was nothing like it. Yeah. But, um. But it was more ship combat that I wanted from Black Flag, so I was down with it. Yeah. But I think that's also Um speaks to we're we're on a big tangent right now and I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back around. But we've done, I, tantric. I, <laughs> we've done the tantric again. It's I I wanna I wanna bring this up too because we're talking about how Complete order is bad. Complete anarchy is bad. Yeah. Inherently, it takes the struggle between the two to put us at a middle ground mm-hmm. that does, in fact, work. And there so, are so many middle grounds that fucking won't, dude. Like, Right. So the whole thing of Assassin's Creed is that, no, the assassins are not just inherently the good guys. Mm-hmm. And no, the Templar order is not always just inherently the bad guys although their sense of order is fucked. Yeah, for sure. They're literally fascism heavy. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's why I think Black Flag works so well, is because you're... Just
0: someone who just wants to live his life. You're on to exactly what I'm getting into. You're on to why that's the
2: best Assassin's (laughs) Creed game, Don. And why should you read One Piece? (laughs) Josh, if you'll continue about Black Flag, everything he says about Black Flag, but for One Piece.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's actually not just Black Flag. Black Flag is the first Assassin's Creed game, and people got mad about this, right? Because you're not playing as an Assassin. You're a pirate. You're playing as a guy who happens to be helping the Assassins because it is right at the time. Next game after Black Flag. Uh, Well, actually, we had a couple of real iffy games where you still played as an assassin, and those games did not go well. over they well like well. we had unity and you're an assassin and yeah whatever uh, a real watered down version of Karl marx was in that game whatever um but then we jump forward again and we're or wow he was so watered down oh my god yeah it was really boy he was put like jack the ripper in that fucking game he was like dude. barely dim so shit was weird i really um, fucking hated that game but <laughs> 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 okay so jump forward again We're at Assassin's Creed Origins, where we discover the birth of the Assassin Order. You are again not an assassin. Right. You are the guy who begins. Yeah, it's like Jesus wasn't a Christian, he was a Jew with a new idea. Right. (laughs) Right. So then, um, I actually haven't played Odyssey. I don't know if you are a designated assassin in Odyssey. But couldn't tell you. So we have Black Flag, and then we also have uh, Origins, where you're not an assassin, you were just a person whose ideals at the time happened to align with the motives of the assassins. And then it is once again the same thing in Valhalla. Yeah. And so we've started this new trend where it seems that. The developers behind the Assassin's Creed games, which I mean Ubisoft, not without their fucking issues, by any means at all. I am uh, not. Well, I'm sorry. Are you telling me that Ubisoft is a game developing studio? <laughs> fuck Ubisoft. Fuck game me. development studios. Fuck Ubisoft. Fuck all almost all game studios. Pretty fuck, much all... fuck all triple A.
2: All triple A game, a game studios.
0: studios can absolutely eat a whole dick. Uh, Dev,
2: Maybe a whole bag of them. Uh, indie uh, devs, in, uh, indie love devs, you guys. Ca- you can serve K- you them kick the ass. Nicks, forcibly. yeah
0: forcibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that at least the writers behind the Assassin's Creed story have become aware of the fact that, oh, we have set up the situation where order and chaos are on opposite ends of the spectrum, and we've given them both their extremes. And it's becoming clear to the more sensible audiences that both extremes are inherently not good. I'll even give you one better because
2: the very first Assassin's Creed game where you play as, uh, what's his name? Altair Al- Ibn... Altair I- Ibn... Ibn something. But anyway, Altair is uh, an assassin working for a whole town of assassins like and a cathedral yeah. And back, well, that was the order at its height. The order at its height, and his boss is the fucking final boss of his, like the the head of the assassins'
0: order is the final boss of the very first Assassin's Creed. And if you actually recall this, Altaïr questions himself every time he kills one of the the Templars that he's hunting. Uh Every single time he you have that moment where like the animus breaks and he has that like conversation with them mm-hmm. in their last moments mm-hmm. where he, Which I, I didn't understand until at, way later. Right? He reaches in to understand their motivations and a lot of them just, it turns out they are just evil people, but he also questions everything every yeah. single time he executes a target. And that's what I like about Ezio so much too. Yeah, well right because you know Ezio became an assassin for, for personal revenge. reasons. Yeah. Yes. And so yeah, anyway, yes, I agree with like a
2: lot of times many many of the protagonists like other than Altair, Ezio was officially an assassin, yes. But in my I really believe that Ezio was the first time they tried to do like a an assassin affiliate, not an actual assassin, because he literally right. only puts on the assassin shit because it was his dad's.
0: Yeah. Well, like after his dad is dead, he puts on the assassin shit, and like he doesn't get the finger cut off till way later, like not until the second game. He doesn't get the finger cut off by that time. That's the burning thing. No, they, they they burn it off.
2: They didn't burn it off. It's just a ring. In the fr- yeah yeah.
0: No, they, they do it with like a clamp
2: yeah but it's like a ring thing they don't they mention in that game that it's been modified so that you don't have to lose a finger
0: when he takes it to and I can't believe I'm about to say this sentence when Ezio takes the hidden blade to Leonardo da Vinci Leonardo da Vinci tells him that he modified it so that he would not have to cut off a finger but Ezio was willing to do it and he he, sorry it's the left one he puts the finger out for Leonardo da Vinci to cut it off and he's like dude I'm fucking with you I modified it so you don't have to do that and then I think it's in the the next one which was Brotherhood? Yeah, he officially starts in Assassin's Order. Yeah, and they, they do... use the
2: clamps. But yeah, it's not to cut the finger off. It's when he because when he he still has all his fingers. I'm telling you, it's because they when he basically they jump his sister in, <laughs> 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 and um he mentions to her that it's like we no longer have to lose a finger for the order, but we still do burn ourselves in. Mm. Like as a as a symbol of our willingness to still be part of the Assassins. But my point about him was that he only joins the Assassins again because his ideals line up with their ideals. And every ideal of the like the ideals of wanting to be free to do the shit you wanna do
0: seems like they should be the good guys. Okay, yeah. So no, you're you're right. It it is Ezio Ezio changes that for the entire order. They don't have to cut fingers off anymore after Ezio's time.
2: Yeah. And I don't know why they did that because I think it would have been way more interesting if they kept
0: it like a cult thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, I get why they cut the finger off. Yeah, it was it was the ring finger. Yeah, it, w- it was the left ring finger where you would put a wedding ring mm-hmm. to symbolize that you are married to the job of being yeah. an assassin. Now,
2: and not only that, you can't wear a wedding ring anymore. <laughs> that's why they burned the the ring. Yeah. still, but like I liked it too that it was also practical, like that it was so that if you want to punch with the hidden blade, it can just come out through the space.
0: Yeah, right. Which,
2: fucking sick. I, Neat. That's so sick. Neat. I, <laughs> 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 All right.
1: Well, we need to start wrapping this up because we still got another episode
0: to do. (laughs) Once Assassin's Creed comes into the conversation, man. It's like the second time in a row this has happened. We just lose it. (laughs) (laughs) But it does... uh, Hold on. Let me me figure out a way that I can more strongly relate. uh, Yeah, since you're the one that brought it up. Was I? Yeah. Yeah, we were basically just talking about how
2: uh, society is becoming more emotionally intelligent and then it's like we were talking about how order and chaos are extremes, yeah, and I yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that the idea was to tie that back to mental health by saying, like you know toxic masculinity is bad, but also the toxic reverse of that is bad, sure. and'. Like, it's just as detrimental to people. That's kind you. of the point. Thank you, you for doing. We just that got for on me. off on a real long tangent. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. went a little tantric there. If,
0: if you're if you're not here for the the tangents, then why are you still here at all? Look, this is, is our mental
2: health check in episode. We reserve the right to do what the fuck we need to do to to maintain our. We we our did a obscenity. mental health
0: check in, and then we talked about video games <laughs> because That's... it's
2: really hard for men to talk about mental health without <gasps> fucking deviating from that topic because <gasps> it sucks. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm that's not I even know, a fucking yeah, theory. That, 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 that's no, I'm, just saying,
0: I'm saying it was planned the
1: whole time. It was planned <laughs> to
0: do it that way. It's what you have actually seen here is a glimpse into men's mental health. Uh-huh. We, we, t- we talk about it for like 15 minutes and then we just we break and we talk about video game lore And we instead. didn't
2: even really get to the part where we're like, yeah, I mean, despite our happy and uh, go lucky attitudes right now, uh we're all kind of struggling.
0: <laughs> like it's, we are. it's
2: it's, it's you know, for different reasons, but it's not easy right now.
0: It's, I do, I do want to end it on it that. It might be going on an upswing. Too. I can't
2: tell yet. Give it I, a week
0: or two. I will, I will maintain that we are almost always on a positive upstroke. Even, even when things <sighs> maybe hit their, hit their worst, you know, they're, it's going to get better. It is. And, you know, uh, like, I want to
2: add, it will get better if you are willing to make it get sometimes better. Sometimes
0: you have to really work to make it like, get better. You, stagnant you, you say this, is the
2: worst. You yes.
0: say this all the time, Ruben. What's the hardest thing you ever did in your entire life? Hardest thing I ever did in my entire life was go to therapy,
2: and that has not changed. Right. And it is the most worth it thing I think I've done in a very long time as well. Yes. Like, it's mental health, It like, taking care of trauma and taking care of certain things, like, ADHD or autism, any of that, it ain't going to go away, and it's not going to get easier. It is worth it to do the work. It's
0: always the worth it to do the work. The work does not get easy,
2: but it does become more and more worth it the more of it you do.
0: But, yeah, no, that's... Sculpting that's a... is hard, and when right. you finish
2: one sculpture, you just got to keep going. Right. Like... That's, that's all.
0: That's where I wanted to bring this home to, Is that you know we we're very even on the darkest subjects. We stay very happy go lucky on the show, but we we all you know we're we're human. You're all human. We are all struggling. We are all working to get better. Every yeah, single one of us. Don't forget, we
2: are personas to you. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> right. We are not persons. Yes. We are you, personas. You
0: do hear the. <laughs> The pick and choose of, of what we want you to hear. And you, you hear us happy. But we also, behind the scenes, we, we struggle. We work. You struggle. You keep working.
2: And we have each other to, like, hang out with and check in with. Like, Don texted us. I didn't have a whole lot to say other than the thing I did send you, which was just, like, you know, we love you. Yeah, and we're right. here if you need us. And, like, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes that's all you do know how to say, but like it sometimes is important. It's all to you can it. afford to give, right? But like we we do have we have each other outside of the podcast, so don't worry about that part, you guys. But like <laughs> you know, sometimes check in with check in with your friends. That's what I'll say. Like it's not that fucking hard or awkward. It's like, hey man, are you doing all right? And they're like, yeah, I'm doing fine. You're like, yeah, but are you doing like okay? And like that second time, if they're really your fucking bud, they'll probably be like, eh, you know, it could be better, but like.
0: So on and so forth. Have have dialogues with your friends. Share about their mental with your health. friends. Learn learn good communication, especially with regards to mental health, with the people that you legitimately care about. Two people can carry two boulders way
2: easier than one person can carry even one boulder. Yeah, you you know this about couches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's how mental
1: health works. So. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. We thank you for listening
2: to us jabber on for an hour.
0: Oh, Oh, did we do that?
2: Yeah, almost. And, um, that's why therapy is worth it because you, sometimes you only get 45 minutes to an hour of that (laughs) a week and it's not enough. And so you do it on your podcast sometimes.
1: (laughs) So thank you for listening guys. Uh, we'll get back to, um, normal routine, uh, next week I'll break out the big book of bullshit and, uh, And we'll do some Or maybe not
2: I might hijack that shit again Who
1: knows (laughs) Either way You'll get a midweek Where we're not talking about this Uh, So thanks for listening guys We'll see you later Bye seriously
0: Be good to
2: yourselves Uh, Listen Read one piece Bye Though for real though Read it